This is Aaron on the street. We are at Cannes Film Festival. Um, I'm with two lovely ladies um, who have been wearing heels for the past three days of the festival. How are you feeling now? I'm dying. How high were your heels? Um, they're not very high, but if you wear them for long, they hurt like if they were high. They hurt a lot. And what about you? You haven't even worn heels yet. Yes, I have. Oh, you have? How yeah. are they feeling? They hurt a lot. Flats are the way to go, yes? Yeah, they are. This has been Aaron on the street. Um, back to your professional programming. Yes, this was a social experiment I was doing at Cannes. I was going around, uh, seeing women in these huge heels, going up to them, saying, how do you do this? A man must have written the rule that women have to wear heels at Cannes at all time because it hurts. After five hours of standing, I was in pain. I knew I needed to talk to other people who were feeling my we're feeling my pain and I came across uh, these two girls and one of them happened to be Angie Pilkovich. She is a Polish filmmaker now living in LA and we met at a party and the next day uh, I got to have a drink with her and talk about her new film that was happening in the short film corner. She's incredible and I really loved what she had to say. Take a listen. I am here with Angie Pilkovich and we are promoting her film Kuzinka. The cousin that's part of the short film corner, right? Yes, yes. So first we have our drinks. Let's cheers to being at Cannes Film Festival. First time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me what your movie is about. It's about a teenage girl who discovers her younger cousin is a victim of physical abuse and her struggle to get help for her cousin. So ultimately, it's about love, sacrifices, and choices made. How did you get involved with a film like this with such a powerful message? So um, I started as an actress in New York, and when I graduated from my school and went for audition, I noticed that my accent limits me, and they told us in the school to make your disadvantage your advantage. So I wrote a short film. And I casted myself as the main character with an accent. And I loved the process of making things so much that I knew I don't want to be an actress ever again. I want to direct and write. That's amazing. How many films have you made? I made five short films, one short week series, and one short documentary. How do you prepare yourself for a festival like this? So I know this is your first time at Cannes, so this is a lot. It is. Uh, I try to ask people who I knew went here before for advices. I tried to read tips online. Uh, but ultimately, it was all about you have to meet people and network. That was the main tip. And how you like, prepare for that, you just became available to chances you get, I guess. Mm-hmm. How has your experience been as a female filmmaker? So it's, it's like the party we met, I think it was like 20% that upsets me deeply uh, because the producers or people who have the money are men and men strangely don't believe that women can direct the film. They have no problem believing we can be fair and raise the children, but a film, it's, it's, it's something they don't trust us that will do it, that will be able to be responsible for proof. So would you say that's been your biggest obstacle, trying to prove yourself in the film industry? That's it, yes, it is. To be taken seriously, yes. And how are you able to overcome that? Well, I, I did 
my own short films. I, I produced them, I wrote them, and now I have something to show. So I don't want to get into the discussion. I tell them first, why don't you watch my movie, and then we talk. And when I see that I actually can do something, and they take it more seriously. So you have to show something. What has been your favorite location um, at Cannes? What has been your favorite spot so far? Walking by the palace and seeing um, celebrities on the red carpet and everybody freaking out and taking picture and everybody just so happy they're here. So, yes. Favorite and worst party you've been to here? What is it? Okay, I'll start with worst. Worst party was yesterday. It was a both party. I heard it's going to be many people and I can make great connections. And I went to that party and it's a siesta time on everybody's sleeping and there's nobody from the industry and I'm stuck there for three hours because they don't want to take the boat back to the shore and drop me off. Oh no. <laughs> but after that, Universe gave me the best party because I was walking on the street and I saw Polish party. I was not invited, but I asked that I could still come in as I'm Polish director having a family in short corner and they allow me and the party was gorgeous. Huge decorations, food, drinks, music, everybody was dancing within two hours and Roman Polanski arrived in the party. So it was just amazing. So what do you hope to accomplish at this festival? You're here, you have a film, you are a successful female filmmaker, but this is a short film. Do you have a feature in store? So I wrote a feature film and uh, now that I get a feeling how it all looks like, I know how to prepare for next year if I want to sell it. And I would have already a few friends that I could meet, so I wouldn't feel so lonely. Uh, so it's all the preparation for next year. How old are you? I'm 30. So you're 30. You don't look 30. Thank you. And you've been, you've been doing these films. You have the web series. You have a lot under your belt. What advice would you give to young filmmakers? I know you're still young, but what would you tell others who are trying to do what you're doing? Okay. I have great advice. <laughs> okay. First one is just do a film. Do not wait for the permission. Take your cell phone, do a film, and call yourself a director. Uh, second is be positive. Nobody wants to be surrendered with people who are negative. And the third, and probably the most important, do what scares you. If something feels uncomfortable, it's not the way to get anywhere. What's the biggest risk you t uh, you've taken as a filmmaker? I don't know. Um, I did a movie within a month. I decided I'm going to do a movie at the end of the month. I quickly go to the script and I quickly get everybody together. And um, everybody was telling me I have to train for three years to do a movie. So I guess that was the reason that I did a movie in a month. And it worked out. Because now it's in the short corner. This is the film? This was the big risk film? Yes. That's wild. And congratulations. So tell me more about your film. What is uh, your favorite scene? What is your favorite part of your film? The ending, but I tell Don't tell me the ending. It's a big surprise, but that's my so you said this is a thriller? Um, it's drama. Drama. It's drama. Yes. yes, there's a lot there's a lot of intense situations in this film. Yes. So she's left on her own to make decisions how she can help her. 
is a child movie. So what do you hope this film does um, when people see it? I know that we've been talking about how um, psychological abuse is not just a Polish thing. It's not just an American thing. It's a global problem trying to have women voices heard. Um, what are your hopes when people see this film? Well, because it's a teenage girl stealing from cousin's abuse, and it's not about her cousin who has this um, physical abuse. It's about the girl who is trying to help her, and she cannot communicate it to adults. Nobody wants to listen to her. So I hope the adults will think about that and are um, more sensitive they surrender to the children who may be telling them something is wrong with their friends. Yeah. And our last question is, you were, you did great. You were wonderful. You spoke so well. I'm so happy you're doing this right now. Um, what, if you could have a drink with anybody, who would it be and why? Because I adore his fear. They're, they're the ones that I want to make. They're films that leave you for hours, if not days later, thinking about them. And if I could have a film that some of the watches and don't forget it the next minute, but thinks about it a little bit, that's my biggest, that would be my biggest success. And he does it for me. So I adore him. Or I look up to him, yes. Well, cheers. Congratulations on your film being at Cannes. And will it be available after Cannes? Is it done with the festivals? Will it be somewhere where people can see it? Yes, I think I will, I will put it online. Very good. The Cousin, yes. a Polish film made by the one and only Angie. What did I tell you? She was amazing, right? She was right about a couple things, um, that women are treated differently in the film industry um, and that it is really difficult for women to have a voice at Cannes. Um, but in its 70th year, had more female representation than any year at the festival. Twelve female directors had prestigious screenings and there were several in the short film corner and Marche du Film. Uh, this is the third annual Women in Motion series that happened this year and it was such a success. And the laundry list of female involvement in the festival this year was incredible. Emma Thompson, Jessica Chastain, Elle Fanning, Elizabeth Moss, Bella Haddad, Nicole Kinman, like I said before, and Elizabeth Olsen, Kristen Dunst, and Kristen Stewart, they were all there. And it was just really amazing to see all the women in the festival. What was also really amazing was that Sofia Coppola took home Best Director on Sunday, making her the second woman to ever win the award. Sorry, had to rant about the women because it's really great to see the involvement this year at the festival. But also, it's even more incredible to see how Cannes really is. When you go to the Palais, it's kind of like the Olympics, where there's so many pavilions from every country being represented, and Bollywood's tent was huge. The pavilion there was incredible. They were promoting um, a big film called The Black Prince, and I was able to sit down and have a drink with Satinder Sataj, who had his debut acting career featured at Cannes this year. Um, the movie is going to be out in July, and he just came off the red carpet when we were talking to him. So he was a little starstruck. He was overwhelmed with everything. 
thing and it was a great conversation to have with him. Take a listen. We are here because you just released your trailer to the Black Prince. Yes. And you just got off walking the red carpet. Yes. What was that like? Oh my God, that's uh, that's a shivering experience for me. That's a dream come true because this is my first venture as an actor. And I just came to Cannes Film Festival, the festival we used to see on screen in our you know, teenage in India when we see oh my god okay for the the guy or the girl from Bollywood they are just walking on the red carpet and this is the day I came here uh, totally feeling blessed and uh, thank you to my fans uh, to the audience especially to the uh, Brilliant Entertainment Partners Los Angeles the production house of the Black Prince and Mr. Kavirais and Mr. Jesse Singh and the entire team of the Black Prince especially Canes the press and the people and the special the weather of the canes it's so beautiful so you got in yesterday and this is your first time being here what what has been one of your favorite places to go to so far this is um uh, like uh, because I came to Paris once for a concert uh, not many time I came to France but this is the south of France I never touched here but the relation to black prince of this soil is uh, on his last age in 1890s Maharaja Dalip Singh the black prince met Queen Victoria in the south of France probably in this near to area so this is so fascinating to me especially because I portrayed as Maharaja Dalip Singh from is from the age of 16 to till his death for, to the 55 it was so tough to me because I was a non-actor I was a poet composer and singer on performer on stage I I performed throughout the globe wherever the Indians are living uh, but uh, as an actor this was a tough job uh, and especially to portray the iconic character of Indian history especially the last king of Punjab the most strongest uh, kingdom on earth on that time in 1840s so but this was so lovely I, uh, I was so in it because the character is from my religion from my culture from my language so it was slightly easy uh, somewhere when I have to speak in Punjabi language uh, to his mother Maharani Jindgaur otherwise I have to maintain that mannerism that regalness that royalty that um, you know aristocratic English gentlemanship so and English was my third language so especially that 19th century Queen Victorian Buckingham Palace special accent of English it was so tough to maintain because film was uh, you know it was a sync shot uh, on set you have to portray the entire dialogue in one shot so it was a little tough but and we sharing the uh, screen with Jason Fleming the A-lister of Hollywood, like from, you know, Transporter, X-Men, Curious Case of Benjamin, Benjamin Button, that kind of, uh, you know, the films he did. And I was in one frame with Jason, and it was a shivering experience, but uh, everything went well, and everybody's helped me a lot, like, uh, you know, their kids, even Shivanaji, Jason, and Kavi, and everybody from, I thank you to the entire team of the Black Prince. And so I know you're comfortable singing, and that was a big background for you. And I know there's a little bit of singing in the movie. Yeah. But what was the transition like becoming a singer and then moving into acting? Okay. He was a little submissive, shy, introvert. And he was like, 
it so it was slightly easy for me but when you have to portray on cinema that kind of expression you are thinking okay you are doing good but when you go to the monitor and you see oh it didn't happen <laughs> so that kind of things happened but it went well i got two awards for my as an best actor debut actor from london and uh, san diego so it's incredible yeah what what do you hope audiences um, get out of watching your film? I know it goes international uh, July 21st. Yeah. So what do you hope people see in the theater and what they take with them? Um, you know, uh, like the, the Maharaja Dalip Singh, as portrayed ever, in the history, he wasn't a hero in our culture, especially in Punjab. If you heard about, there's a state in northern India called Punjab. This, that was the kingdom of his. Uh, they never thought like he was a hero because he converted to Christianity from Sikhism. This, so they thought he was a loser. He didn't do anything for his religion or culture or language or country or kingdom. But after this film, when you will, then the people will say, okay, he did this much. He just he he just surrendered himself. He just left his family behind, wife, his estate, the 22,496 acre estate in east of England in Alverden. He just forget everything, and he said, "I need to go to my uh, country and get my kingdom back. I need to go back into my religion." And that kind of sacrifice is more than like a suicide. So people have to understand it, especially after this film, people will see the actual image of Maharaja Dalip Singh. And um, my last question for you today is, if you could have a drink with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Okay, that's a, that's a tricky question. Actually, I'm, I'm a soft drinker. Any <laughs> I'm, drink, I, it doesn't have to be alcohol. Yeah, obviously. So, um, Mila Kunis? Really? Yeah. Why? I find it so, so gorgeous. She's so Indian. Her, uh, you know, her features are so close to Indian beauty. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, Mila Kunis, if you're listening, uh, the Black Prince uh, wants to have a drink with you. Yeah, thank you, Mila. Love you. <laughs> so, Satinder Sataj was my third interview of the week, and I felt like I had it down now. I could figure out accents, I could figure out interpreters, and nothing was going to stop me. Um, but what was really funny was that everyone ordered water or a mojito at most but we were in France and you started the day with mimosas or or rosé and by dinner time you were drinking red wine of some sort and then at the parties everyone was drinking a martini that was designed for the certain party that we were at or they were drinking vodka soda and I asked a girl why she only drank vodka sodas at parties and she said because if it gets on your dress, it'll dry and just look like water. And I thought, oh my gosh, how strategic. People in Cannes are not only thinking about how to be practical when they're drinking, but now they're thinking about what they're wearing and how they can drink while wearing things. And it made sense because everywhere you go is very tightly packed. So the chances of you bumping into someone and spilling your drink on them, it was pretty high. And it happened to us a couple of times while we were there. So made sense I guess but with three interviews down I had one to go and I loved the international interviews but I just wanted an American I needed someone from America that I could talk to and promote an American film because 
I'm from Detroit. I'm from Chicago. I want to be able to talk about an American film in which some people can see when they come back to America. There had to be someone, right? Out there? Able to interview? Maybe. I was determined to find someone.